0: welcome to pet will radio a unique show about amazing animals and inspirational people with your host author animal advocate and attorney
1: peggy hoyt hello pet lovers welcome to all my children wear fur coats with peggy hoyt this show is brought to you by the law offices of hoyt and Bryan, where we create estate plans for people and their pets animal care trust usa dedicating to helping pet parents keep loved pets in loving homes, and Pet Connect, an app for pets. Today, we have the opportunity to talk with our special guest. Her name is Dr. Emily Stein, and she's also known as the Bacteria Whisperer, and she's the co-founder of TEEF. Welcome to the show, Dr. Emily Stein. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Well, you are so welcome. Welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to our audience.
0: Sure. So uh, my formal training is in microbiology. I got my Ph.D. uh, from Berkeley, um, where I spent six years really understanding how microbes, um, a diverse swath of, of life, can communicate with one another and survive amazing insults such as antibiotics or antiseptics, how they eat, how they think, how they socialize, how they live together in communities um, and that's kind of helped me
1: uh, with with teeth. Okay, so that is a very interesting background and it also had something to do with your grandmother didn't it?
0: Yes yeah, so I was actually a postdoc at Stanford at the time uh, when my grandmother, uh, got sick, but I was studying rheumatology and immunology, trying to understand uh, the other side of the equation, what happens um, in in conditions and patients with chronic diseases, because um, there's usually a microbial component. And my grandmother, who had rheumatoid arthritis, could no longer brush her own teeth, and she was living in assisted living, and no one was brushing her teeth for her, and so um, she suffered massive decay and gum disease because of it um and it was so sad to watch her she wouldn't smile anymore she didn't feel comfortable going out uh to talk to to her neighbors and so she kind of wilted as a as a person and then uh she had a stroke after several teeth were extracted and come to find out that's actually surprisingly a common phenomenon um and so i really started to roll up my sleeves um to find an approach that, for my grandmother, um, that she could just, instead of brushing her teeth, she could just suck on a, a mint, something as simple as a mint, that would clean her teeth for her, stop any further decay, and hopefully prevent any other cardiovascular event. So that's the origin of this whole thing.
1: Okay, that is very interesting, because even though people know that I am a huge pet lover and a pet advocate, I am also an elder law attorney. So we, we work with a lot of people who are probably in a similar situation to your grandmother. And mm-hmm. um, it may not be something that people are thinking about every day, which is, are all these folks who are in assisted living or even in independent living, but definitely mm-hmm. in assisted living or in nursing homes, are they getting proper dental hygiene and de- dental care? And um, mm-hmm. I think we know that the answer is probably no.
0: Yes. Actually, I've uh, spoken with quite a few nursing aides, nurses, even directors of, of facilities such as long-term care facilities or or memory care, and, you know, honestly, it's on the list for them to get to every day, but they don't have time because of the severity of problems they have to deal with and constantly putting fires out for different uh, patients. The last thing they can do is usually the last thing on the list is brushing everybody's teeth. Um, and so it usually gets sacrificed. Uh, and it's really sad. It's a really sad occurrence.
1: That is really sad. And um, it does remind me, though, of when my father was in the nursing home. And um, I'm pretty sure that that was a problem for him. But now I'm going to bring this full circle because our pets, maybe like our elderly parents or our grandparents, they can't brush their teeth every day either.
0: Right. Right. So... Our theme, I guess you could say, would be uh, we're trying to solve for um, folks and, and animals that can't brush their own teeth. So dogs can't tell us, you know, hey, we brush my teeth? And, in fact, we oftentimes don't like it because it's so invasive. Um, and, and so we try to really solve for that by providing products in a format that Super easy, they're doing something already, anyways, like drinking water. So, if we can create something that can be added to the water that they drink and turn that water dish instead into a vehicle of oral health, would be a great thing to do. And so, that's what we've really um, focused on with, with teeth.
1: Okay, so I, I know teeth is a play on words, but let's make sure that uh, people understand that we're saying T E E F, like Frank, not teeth, um, but teeth. And uh, tell us how you got that name.
0: Yeah, so Teef is, uh, you know, it's kind of a play, um, play on, you know, taking care of your teefers or your twofers. Uh, and we thought it was really cute and would appeal to um, folks that, you know, usually have companion animals as loved ones. And so it, it resonated wonderfully with our, our uh, uh, people. They remember the name. There's a a car that's taking off in the background. Um, And so that's really the, uh, you know, it's a simple name people can remember, and it's funny, and we're kind of trying to embrace and make health care and oral care kind of a fun thing.
1: Well, and that's because we all speak baby talk to our animals, right? Because we go, show show me your teethies, right? (laughs) Pretty much, yep. (laughs) All right, so uh, just so the listeners know, you can find out more information about Dr. Emily Stein and her company, Teef, at Health, T-E-E-F, like Frank, H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Lots of good information there. We're talking about smarter pet dental care today, Um, and it's a topic that probably a lot of people don't really talk about all that much. So um, people call you the bacteria whisperer. Why do they do that? Well, um, so you talk to an average microbiologist, I guess, and they're
0: fairly um, uh, straightforward about talking about certain organisms. I, uh, on the other hand, tend to personify different organisms because I view them as being living organisms that have personalities, kind of like humans okay, uh, or dogs. And so some are very, very, very difficult to train, and others are quite easy. They fall in line quite easily if you provide the right kinds of incentives for them. It's kind of like training a dog, right? Um, and so uh, I just have that inherent perspective, and, and some people have, have uh, called, started calling me a dog. <laughs> of, like a dog whisperer a bacteria whisperer
1: okay so that's a new concept for me so you're telling us that bacteria can actually be trained yes and the best way to do that is how we're doing it which is through what they eat okay um
0: yeah so just like you're trying to motivate a child or uh, a fur baby on how to appropriately behave or train them in in what they're trying to you know sit or heal or Uh, how to walk on leash um, uh, with oncoming dogs, it's the same thing. You usually use a treat or you use a positive uh, carrot and then uh, try to minimize the stick. Uh, And so what we're doing is, in the mouths of dogs and in humans, is simultaneously presenting carrots in the form of um, nutrients such as a vitamin B6 and an amino acid uh, which stimulate the bacteria to start eating protein because the byproducts of protein eating are actually anti-inflammatory and healing uh, in the mouth. And then simultaneously, we're taking away uh, sugar from being consumed or carbohydrates, which is really important because carbohydrate usage uh, by bacteria leads to a lot of inflammatory products and byproducts, which really upsets the, uh, uh, the mouth but also the lower GI tract. So we're really trying to do two things at once, all through manipulating what bacteria eat.
1: Okay, that is very interesting, and I noticed on your site that one of the components is um, what would be called a prebiotic. Correct. Yeah.
0: So, so most of um, most everybody now by now is familiar with what a probiotic is, which is a living bacterial strain that's added to yogurt, um, like Activia or uh, a probiotic that they would take in a capsule form uh, for for promoting gut health. Um, a prebiotic is uh, nutrients or food ingredients that are actually bioactive that talk to the bacteria that already uh, inhabit the body. Um, and so it basically stimulates beneficial behavior uh, or activities of the bacteria that inherently uh, reside in your dog or in yourself and so we're using the prebiotic approach because we found that that's much more effective at creating beneficial change more rapidly um in in the mouth
1: um i just read something today that prebiotics were also good for itchy dogs do you know anything about that Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so prebiotics um so there's a lot of stressors that can cause dogs to itch or have irritation of the skin, um, oftentimes what we've found is actually you know, that the, the dog will lick themselves in, a let's say, a hot spot, and there's a huge transfer of, of bacteria from the mouth onto the skin, which um, can be uh, harmful or could be beneficial depending upon who res- you know, what organisms reside in the, in the mouth of the dog. Um, there, the, it is known that bacteria actually can create certain factors on the skin and in the mouth that really can upset uh, the nervous system, and including the skin, uh, the, the nerves in the skin, uh, which can cause an aggravation and for the for the dog. And so this is where uh, more research is, is needed to really understand the details of it but it's very compelling information that's coming out these days so you want to really treat your bacteria well
1: I think that's um that's something that we all do need to know a lot more about and and I love that you say that bacteria like live in communities and have families and go out to dinner and the movies (laughs) (laughs) pretty much (laughs) <laughs> um, I just think that's so cute, but um, but that helps us understand that bacteria is a living thing. It's it's not just you know we look at a piece of dirt. It's not just dirt. It's an actual living thing.
0: Yeah, and you know like other uh, companies, especially some big toothpaste companies that we might all be familiar with, uh, talks about trying to kill ninety nine point nine percent of germs. Well, germs. That's that that. It's upsetting to a microbiologist like myself because the majority of the microbes that live in the mouth or on the skin are actually beneficial, so you don't want to kill them. You actually want to maintain them because they protect you. And so I, I think, you know, we're, we're starting to see uh, the tides of change, uh, but it's just going to take a lot longer just to educate everybody that, wow, you know, we really do want to protect certain microbes in communities that live on us and in us because it's for our beneficial It's for our benefit as far as disease and reducing disease risk, but also longevity.
1: So I'm one of those weird people. I'm kind of like that guy in uh, my big fat Greek wedding that um, walks around with the spray bottle. um, (laughs) Of Windex? Of Windex. (laughs) Only my Windex of choice is actually Listerine, gold Listerine. and is gold listerine, one of those things that you would say kills 99.9% of germs? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: There are, uh, look at the labels of all of these things on the market, and that will tell you that there's alcohol or certain kind of molecules that you can't easily burn out, more than likely. Um, they're built and used to kill germs. And this is a From my rheumatology and immunology, um, putting my scientific lab coat on here for a minute, anything that's tough enough to kill bacteria is going to upset your own cells. And that's why certain um, chemicals are linked to cancer. So uh, alcohol and um, mouthwash. uh, Certain uh, ingredients like triclosan, which used to be in a a major brand of toothpaste, has been removed because it causes birth defects. It mutagenizes our DNA because that's how it works in bacteria. So um, just be very mindful about what we use. All
1: right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, now I'm afraid. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been doing this for... I've been doing this for decades. That I swear to you, I'm never, ever, ever sick. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I might have to switch to Windex. No. <laughs> 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 or else I might have to start uh, taking the teeth product for myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's just uh, remind our our guests that you're listening to All My Children Wear Fur Coats. I'm your host, Peggy Hoyt. Today we are talking with our special guest. Her name is Dr. Emily Stein. She also goes by the Bacteria Whisperer, and she is co-founder of a company called Teef. And um, you can find more information about Teef at teethhealth.com, T-E-E-F, F F like Frank, H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And... um, Dr. Stein, let's talk about what some of the dental problems are that our dogs actually have. So
0: um, most of the conversation around dental problems is focused on dental plaque and dental tartar. You can normally see tartar buildup in the rear molars of dogs. However, the majority of the problem is actually, and where it begins is below the gum line. So gum disease is an infection of the gum tissue, that if if not checked, um, will cause a loosening of the ligament that holds the teeth in. Um, and so the reason you have to get uh, tooth extractions and pay for tooth extractions in your dog is because the the tooth is severely um, compromised, and so it needs to get pulled. Um, but the cause is really below the gum line, and unfortunately, uh, every Uh, product on the market before we came along can't work below the gum line so we're we're uh really trying to go after the root cause of over 90 percent of dental problems
1: so i i'm hearing you say that your product actually does work below the gum line
0: absolutely yep that's uh it was built to work below the gum line
1: okay so that's good to know um i know that people tend to complain about um tartar and plaque and teeth problems more in little dogs than big dogs yeah. correct um, So why is that certain,
0: yeah so there are certain breeds that are uh predisposed through genetics to have uh, weaker enamel on their teeth or uh, have more just inherent baseline uh, inflammation in their in their gum tissue uh the the majority of all small dogs Unfortunately, don't drink a lot of water on a daily basis, which helps really uh, dilute the, the disease-causing factors that the bacteria that live in the mouth are making. So they're really, unfortunately, concentrated in small dogs uh, due to behavior. Um, but the, there are things that can be done to minimize the risk of, of dental problems in small, breed, in small dogs, um, such as, you know, well, obviously our products, um, but also uh, changing the diet and really trying to minimize any carbohydrates, uh, meaning potato starch or wheat product or rice, from being in the diet because that's what that's what bacteria use and to eat off of is the preferred nutrient source, and they're secreting things that
1: cause inflammation and disease in the dog mouth. So dental
0: oh. treats with any kind of starch or carbohydrate. You should stay far away from.
1: Okay. Um, good advice. So now you got to come up with a dental treat to match your teeth product.
0: I know. I know. Unfortunately, trying to ask a manufacturer to make something without a filler in it. And that's <laughs> what our current headache is, but we're working on it.
1: Okay. Well, we will, we'll stay tuned for that. Um, I have, uh, seven dogs, um, three of whom are laying here watching me do this show. And, um, one of them is a five-pound Pomeranian, and so I absolutely can relate to what you're saying. I he'll go all day long, and I never see him drink any water. I know, I know, and it's so important.
0: Um, and I don't know how to get a, ask a little dog to drink water. It's difficult. You know, it's easy for larger dogs; they just drink all over the place all the time <laughs> and slobber well, Right? Yeah. Yeah, but small dogs are very difficult. So. Um, you know, we, we definitely have, um, some, some ideas on how to, uh, administer teeth in a small volume of water, um, to small dogs, but, but you, we're hitting on a a big problem that, you know, if any of your listeners are out there and they have some good ideas, please email me. Um, we can kind of troubleshoot this problem together. They don't even uh, chew on toys, you know, to disrupt black and tartar. So it's difficult to, small dogs are difficult.
1: Well, and part of my small dog's problem is um, he thinks it's his job 24-7 to um, be right with me. So (laughs) he's not going to leave. Even though there's a bowl of water here in the office, I mean, he really isn't going to leave my side to go over there. So I'm wondering if maybe I gave him his own bottle of water with one of those sports caps on it, and then maybe Mm. I could just, like, squirt a little in his mouth a couple times a day.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that
1: would easily work. Um, and I'm thinking of that as maybe a solution for all of my dogs in terms of trying to deliver a product like Teef. Because here's my fear if I just put it in their regular drinking water, somebody's going to jump in the bowl and spill it. Or my husband is, he's fanatic about changing the dog water. He's going to just continuously throw it away. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's wasteful.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm thinking I'm gonna have to come up with a an idea for, you know, delivering it kind of in a sports bottle kind of format or can I even put it in a spray bottle? Can I spray it on their teeth?
0: You could. It the whole goal is to really get it to coat the all the mouth surfaces, which is you know, basically the entire mouth is coated with bacteria. So the idea was Originally was every time a dog drinks, there's la- they're lapping up enough of this deep water that it's going to it's going to go everywhere in the mouth, including uh, below the in the pockets uh, in the gum tissue. And so, uh, if you spray it in the mouth, it it's limited in volume,
1: so right. you
0: only really administer it to the places that were sprayed. So it's better than nothing, but um, you know, if, if again, if some of your viewers have ideas, you can very happy to work work with anyone to try and come up with um, effective ways to administer this for, for smaller dogs.
1: Okay, well we we put the challenge out there, and um, I'm gonna well, I'll include it in my blog when I um, blog about this later on today, and um, we'll see if we can't get people to come up with some really uh, uh, ingenious ideas. Um, dogs can actually die from uh, dental problems, isn't that correct? Absolutely. It's linked to cancers, um, linked
0: to, um, kidney and liver, uh, conditions, um, liver failure, kidney failure. Um, so it's, it's, it's way more than just the mouth. And this is where, uh, with every tooth that gets extracted, lifespan actually gets lost. So the key is Keep dogs living longer. Keep as many of their teeth in a in a uh, in their mouth as possible, and keep the gums as healthy as possible.
1: So, if they're keeping their teeth and their gums are healthy, they're not going to have bad breath. Is that right?
0: Correct. So, bad breath is usually the first sign of, of dental disease. Um, and it's again the the those stinky molecules are made by the bacteria. So, it's not the dog that's making that smell. It's the bacteria. So, if you can smell it then you know those bacteria are up to no good, and there are easy ways that we develop to mitigate that.
1: So share what some of those easy ways are, other than just making sure that they're getting the teeth product in their water.
0: Yeah, so you got to change the diet. So um, the, a lot of the smelly molecules the bacteria make uh, occur when, they, so when the bacteria eat carbohydrates. So they'll take any starch or any kind of, complex carbohydrate or very simple sugars and easily convert those into these very aromatic, stinky molecules that just escape the dog's mouth. When they get close to you, you can smell it. Um, and so diet is the best thing. Water uh, keeps the dog very well hydrated. Um, and then, you know, uh, you can try to brush dog's teeth with uh, water, or they have these enzymatic toothpaste these days. Again, those enzymes are too big and they can't get down into the gum tissue. But at least it'll help minimize um, the the uh, the the stinky-making molecule, uh, bacteria that that live on the tooth surface.
1: So what are the ingredients then that we're going to find in the teeth product?
0: Yeah. So we have a soluble fiber. It's called cyclodextrin, and it is uh, it's been FDA approved for several decades now, um, shown to be safe in pretty much any organism, uh, including pregnant women. Um, And it blocks the bacteria from bringing in any kind of carbohydrate because it thinks it's carbohydrate itself, but it's a soluble fiber. So they're completely blocked, so they can't eat sugar, which is fantastic. So we've taken care of the biggest problem that causes inflammation in dogs' mouths. And then the second thing, we have two ingredients: vitamin B6 and the amino acid, which is the building block for protein, called L-arginine. And vitamin B6 and L-arginine work together to stimulate bacteria, beneficial bacteria, to start eating protein. So they're using the the protein in the dog's diet, eating off of that, and then they're making, they're creating byproducts that are actually anti-inflammatory and heal the mouth. And then our last ingredient is a little bit of sodium bicarbonate to keep everybody happy in the mouth.
1: Okay, <laughs> including the uh, little communities of bacteria, right?
0: Yes, got to take care of those communities. They're like little condominiums full of <laughs> microbes living together.
1: <laughs> so the stinky bacteria are ones that need to take a shower in uh, some of this uh, teeth-infused water, right? You got it. Yep. Okay. That's well, and I. Things. Yep. And I noticed that. Um, uh, your advertisement says that it's 100% pure ingredients, it's tummy-friendly, it's human-grade, so people could actually, I guess, technically eat it. It's vegan, yep. gluten-free, plant-derived, preservative-free, and grain-free. Yep, all those oh. things. Okay, but all those wonderful we also, things.
0: Yeah, we also don't have fillers in there, so there's um, when, you, when your uh, viewers or listeners might buy it, might see it. Wow, this tiny amount of powder can't possibly work. It, it works really, really well. It's really potent, but it's not diluted by fillers that, that a lot of products are in the market.
1: Okay, so a little goes a long way.
0: A little goes a very long way.
1: Okay, that's good to know. Um, I There's a lot of good frequently asked questions on your page so that if people have more questions that I forget to ask um, that they can visit www.teethhealth.com. Um, here's a good question. Um, since us dog lovers also like cats, is it safe for cats? Absolutely
0: safe for cats. Um, in fact, we now have a couple of customers that have reported that not only is their dog's breath better, but their cat's breath is actually better, too. It's not I didn't build this optimally for cats. We're actually working on a cat-specific formula right now. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's very safe for cats.
1: Um, Okay, because I have a two-cat household as well, um, and everybody drinks out of the same water bowls, so that's good to know. And um, it looks like we just take one level scoop of teeth and add it to the water bowl and repeat with each refill.
0: Yeah, yep, and for... For folks that have multiple water dishes around the house, uh, I recommend just to save on money. It's totally effective if you just take, like, an old um, rinsed-out or washed-out milk jug, take a scoop full of teeth in there, fill it all the way up with water, and then you can just decant into the different water dishes. It's a great way to save save on teeth.
1: Oh, I think that is a very good idea and maybe would keep my husband from just dumping out um, good product. I, I promise you, though, we have literally like 10 water bowls at our house, so um, know. It, it will be interesting to see. Um, I know people are going to ask this question, because I asked it before I even got on the show with you today. Can't I just put it in their food?
0: So, no. Um, so, the whole point of, so, every time a dog eats, the bacteria eat, too. And so the thought was in the water, at least we're administering it periodically throughout the day. If you add this to their food, it it dilutes the activity significantly um, of, of the approach. It's kind of the same, um, if you want to think about, the, the reason we don't apply toothpaste to our dinner or our breakfast is because it, it minimizes the effect of, of toothpaste. Um, so that's kind of the same premise. Um, and it's a great rule of thumb. Like any time a, a dog eats, you're basically <laughs> suspending tooth cleaning for a while, right? So the thought is by putting it in the water, at least they're cleaning their mouths after they eat meat.
1: Okay, that makes perfect sense. And I think then it makes it easy for people to understand why it wouldn't be the best idea to put it in their food. Yep, yep. I do notice that it says that it might turn the water slightly yellow. Yep, that's the vitamin B6. Okay. In the product. And it and I I liked one of your ideas though that you have on the site, which is you could actually make uh, tea flavored ice cubes for your dogs. Yeah. So some dogs. This is so
0: my co-founder has Lindsay has a pump tea who, um, you know, her name is Stella, and she does not drink a lot of water. So she figured out she can freeze teeth water in ice cubes, and then um, Stella loves to lick ice cubes. So that's one of her creative ways of administering um, teeth to her dog
1: great idea because we live in Florida and it's hot and my dogs love ice cubes and uh, so that might be a good way and my husband was just talking yesterday about throwing out all those ice cube trays that we never use um, but I think we just found a, a use for them
0: Yeah that makes a, it's like a you know it's a longer lasting activity for the dog as well
1: All right people are also going to ask is it safe for puppies? It is safe for puppies my five
0: month old is on piece um, so with anything with whenever you're introducing new um, foods or anything new to puppies you always have to transition them uh, slowly before you use a full dose so I would advise you know using a part of a scoop full every day and then increasing it to a full scoop over time just to get their GI tract uh, prepared for it
1: makes good sense um, I, I'm still thinking about this sports bottle idea, so I'm hoping people can come up with some uh, some good ideas about that. Um, what does it mean, Dr. Stein, when we say that something is human grade?
0: So human grade, scarily, um, human grade is the highest purity um, uh, form of, of anything, any kind of food ingredient, for instance. And so... Uh, what's in dog food isn't necessarily always human grade. Um, it means they're subpar parts of an animal that were repurposed into the feed or produce that was kind of gone bad that was or past the resale date, for instance, can go into, legally go into to dog foods. And so what we're, we're focused on is really, you know, wanting to really take care. of and have integrity and and openness about everything and transparency. And so we're only uh, using FDA-approved ingredients that are uh, approved for consumption over a long period of time and with safety data on the back end that are made human-grade.
1: So I actually could put it in my own drinking water?
0: Yeah, we actually have. So we have one of our customers for teeth is actually an autistic woman who cannot brush her own teeth because
1: it's too overstimulating. So she's drinking teeth. Oh, okay. Um, yep. So let's go back to people for just a second because I know people are going to find that this information interesting and they think, well, if it's good for my dog, it must be good for me. Um, but I want them to also be able to go to your site, um, DailyDentalCares.com, And is the product that we can buy there similar to the teeth product, or is it different?
0: Um, It's a slightly, it's a more optimized formula for humans, um, and it's in the form of a dental mint. So after one each, they would just pop a mint, um, and that would uh, do the same thing that the teeth is doing for the dog.
1: It would do for you. So it will address bacteria at the gum line. It will make our breath better. It might make our teeth whiter. You got it. We've oh. got clinical data over the past 10 years and uh, various different groups
0: that have used it from kids to memory care patients um, to, uh,
1: you know, families, and uh, they're all reporting the same thing, which is great. That is really great. So we got to get you hooked up with some of these home care agencies so that they can start using this on their home care patients. That's my goal. That's that would be terrific, um, because then we can take care of the older folks. We can help take care of their pets. Um, I definitely am not going to brush seven sets of dog teeth on a daily basis. Um, I guess right. I'm lucky I get my own teeth brushed on a daily basis, um, what with feeding all of my crew. Um <laughs> So I'm excited to hear about your product because it, it's not something that um, that I ever heard about. I, I know there's a lot of different um, products out there that are designed for teeth, but it sounds like this one is um, uniquely different. Would you say that that's true?
0: Absolutely. There, You'll see products on the market that are saying the same thing, but we actually have the data. And it's, uh, they're not able to – the other products aren't able to actually do – what our product is doing so um yep this is definitely a unique new thing but it it's uh been needed for very many years
1: well and i notice and i know people will be happy to hear this that your team is full of fur babies yes
0: so we love um we love our fur babies at teach
1: i see the pomsky so that must be stella Mm -hmm. that's stella
0: yep and then um our, the head of sales, Kevin, he's got three rescues, and then the picture on uh, the, the website is my dog, Kinsley, who I rescued, um, who had the same problem my grandmother did, which is why we got into the dog um, uh, program. Why we started that program. She was a rescue, uh, 10 years old, so older dog. Cocker Spaniel. Those breeds, uh, that breed tends to also have dental issues. And when I rescued her from Washington State at the rescue, she her, they warned me that she, she has some pretty uh, intense breath. But boy, boy, I had to like roll down every single window in the uh, rental car just to drive her back home. <laughs> so it was oh God. Too, too intense and like we had to stay overnight in somewhere in Oregon and. Uh, I couldn't even. I didn't even feel comfortable taking her in the elevator because of, like the smell, it, you know, that smell doesn't go away. Right. It kind of lingers. So we took the stairs <laughs> to our hotel room to stay that first night. But yeah, I mean, by the time we got to California, where I was living at the time, um, her health had gone way down in the 36 or 48 hours of of our trip, and so her her um, her gum disease had had spread so much to the rest of her body you know i had a we had to make an emergency vet visit which is not cheap and then we had to get 21 teeth extracted which also wasn't cheap um, and then she was on antibiotics for a good three months afterwards trying to clean up the rest of her body but she just shows you
1: that this is a significant problem definitely and although she doesn't appear to have any teeth left she's doing good on teeth now right <laughs> yeah
0: unfortunately she uh, she, you know, she got one of those cancers that is uh, fatal, and it's linked to bad oral hygiene, um, interestingly. And so she's no longer with me, but uh, I got a new rescue, and so uh,
1: hoping that um, I can keep him around a lot longer because he'll have better mouth. Absolutely. And uh, tell us about your new baby.
0: Yeah. So his name is Cashew. We just call him Cash after like Johnny Cash. That's a cooler name than Cashew. <laughs> but, I uh, like Cashew. <laughs> yeah, he's cute. But it uh, doesn't really fit his new personality, though. He's, like, five months old, and he thinks he uh, he's pretty – he talks back. We're just trying to work on that right now. <laughs> We're battling for Alpha. But um, the uh, – so he's, you know, rescuing in a kill shelter, he and his litter mates, and the mom in uh, Houston. And so I was just renting a room at the time uh, from a friend of mine – she wound up fostering him and one of his watermates, and he just stole my heart. So I, um,
1: after I got my own place, I formalized the adoption. So yeah, we're, we're doing well. And what kind of dog is he? You know, he's a mix. So uh, we, we held that recently. We held a Guess Who the Biz uh, contest because we
0: sequenced his DNA. And uh, he is very much a super mutt. So he's uh, part German Shepherd, part Pitbull Terrier, part Lab part Boxer, part Rottweiler, and then uh, Australian uh, Sheepdog, I think, was the other one. But he's a super mutt, so his genetics are great. He's not going to have any genetic-induced diseases based on his sequences, so really
1: fortunate there. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. I, uh, I did the DNA on one of my pups once, and uh, she came out. She a, was a rare breed of Whippy Whippet Chow Chinook. Um, interesting go figure right and uh uh, very interesting dog but uh it's fun to do their dna and find out a little bit about what their history might be and um and what their heritage looks like but i'm with you i i love all rescue dogs and all mutts and all dogs in general yeah we do too i noticed that you have a give back program do you want to tell us about that yeah, so um, we're really focusing it
0: on um, giving back to uh, only a few rescues that focus exclusively on the needs of older adult, uh, older adult dogs. So, um, unfortunately, you know, the majority of all dogs at age three and over have gum disease, uh, which is this really bad, silently um, killing uh, disease and of the older adult population it's almost 100% of these older dogs and a lot of only stuff like only 25% of older dogs get rescued and when you when these shelters asked their constituents one of, uh, they found that one of the main deterrents for why they don't adopt older dogs is the price of their oral care and that's the fact that they need multiple extractions which is you know, racking up a lot of money when you think about $500-ish to do a single tooth extraction these days. So uh, that significant price deters folks from rescuing and adopting older dogs. So what we're doing is dedicating 5% of all of our sales to key partners to really help facilitate them to be adoptable. So we'll clean up their mouths, we'll put their um, the adoptive, uh, family on a program of teeth um, to, to help support and to, to really encourage folks
1: to, um, to adopt older dogs. Excellent, because older dogs are really great, just so people know. Puppies are fun, but older dogs are really, really great, especially rescue older dogs because they are so grateful um, to have humans that love them and a nice, safe, happy home. Exactly. And I love your mission. Um, I'm just going to share it with the listeners. So the mission of TEAF is to create a world free of dental disease and all the problems that come with it. And I'm going to guess that that applies to both people, cats, and dogs.
0: Yes, and horses. We After we're done with our cat program, we're opening up horse programs because they also have gum disease. So. Systematically, we're going to go through all the
1: animal kingdom. Clean excellent, up our excellent. Well, I have three horses, and I have a 24-year-old, and he's got some seriously scary-looking teeth. Yep, yep. Um, so that's. Are we going to deliver it the same way to horses in their water? Yes, that's the plan. Okay, so I got to get start feeding them water out of a bucket because I use um, automatic waterers. Well, maybe we'll have
0: to work on something there, too.
1: <laughs> if you're yeah, i think we need for- some kind of a mint-flavored chew for them or something, oh, because you know how they love mints. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a really good call. Okay. So we, we might just have to give them the human product. Um, tell yep. us a little bit about what your human product is called so that people um, can look at it as well.
0: Yes. So um, – Our current name, we're in the process of actually branding it because it's generically named right now because I'm a scientist, not a marketing expert, so I made that mistake. It is generically called Daily Dental Care, and then they're oral care lozenges, and you can Google, search
1: on Google, and it'll come right up, and then it'll take you to Amazon, and you can just have them delivered right to your house. And you're calling them Smart Mints, though? Is that right? Yep, yep,
0: they're Smart Mints. That really resonates with Once you talk about the intelligence built into every mint. So, we actually had a couple customers call them Smart Mints.
1: I I mean, I like that. Yeah, I can remember that. And I want things that are smart. So, Smart Mints works, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, we're
1: excited about it. Okay, well, very fun. Um, we really appreciate you joining us today. So, listeners, um, we're talking with Dr. Um, Stein, Emily Stein, and she has shared with us all kinds of wonderful things about um, the community of bacteria and how to get healthier teeth and a not-smelly breath. and. It works for people and it works for pets, and it, including cats and dogs and horses. You guys stay tuned because um, Dr. Stein is coming to your rescue as well. If you want more information, you can go to TEEF, T-E-E-F, F like Frank, H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. Or on the people side, you can go to Daily Dental Cares, that's with an S, dot com. I'll post them both on the blog so that you can get in touch with Dr. Emily Stein and her companies and all of the wonderful things she's doing to improve um, the health of people and their pets. Um, Dr. Emily Stein, thank you so much for sharing with us today.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.
1: Well, you are so welcome. And so for our listeners, you know you can find us on Facebook at All My Children Wear Fur Coats, on Twitter at Kids and Fur Coats. And we're here every Monday at 3 o'clock. And you know my motto, until there are none, please adopt one. And until next time, happy tails.
0: Thank you for joining us on Pet Will Radio. Visit PetWillRadio.com for updates on shows, links to previous shows, inspirational stories, videos, and more. Until next time,
1: take care.